0: There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. This week, Google entered the chat as we explore how
1: search is going to change for good thanks to the wonders of AI, how LinkedIn is looking to help people with content prompts, and Pinterest's bold move to simplify its efforts. (music) Hello, squirrel friends, and welcome back to All Marketing School. It's Fab here, founder and teacher at All Marketing School, bringing you the latest tea, literally almost today, and news from the social media and marketing world. And as always, I would not come to you on my own. I will bring the best people with me along for the ride, talking about best people. I have a super babe back again, one more time, forevermore, my little Jess. Hello, and welcome back. I'm about to change my
2: bio to super babe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please do. The super, the social super babe, if you want. Oh my God. Copyright that shit. I'm in. I mean, it's yours to take. See, I'm here to gift already like beautiful things. There you go. Anybody, if you want your new tagline, just hit me in the DMs and I'll see what I can do. Everything. Absolutely everything. How, how have you been? How has life been for you? We're celebrating today at Tamil Recording. If you want to share again, I'm all for celebrating. But how have you been? Yeah, really good. Um,
2: better than ever. It's my Stone anniversary. So it's old. And it's come around. It's World IBD Day. So I like, I think it's World IBD Day tomorrow, which is the. 19th of May so it's it's nice to just raise awareness I was really scared I did a post I'm guessing I haven't opened my phone since I've done it I'm just like I feel like I'm gonna get a surge of because I got her out she saw the world she I blurred the stoma because I thought well yeah I would actually be showing people the inside like an actual organ not sure if I want to do that <laughs> fair 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 I, yeah, saw the and I loved
1: it and I think everybody did as well it's it's just you know it's and I know it's very vulnerable, and it's uh, up to the time. Because actually, this week as well is Mental Health Awareness Week as well. Mm. So you know what? Well, I think a lot of people have been kind of thinking about the way they show up online as well. So thank you for literally uh, giving her a bit of screen time and sharing your yeah. experience with her. Um, yeah. I'm sure you're gonna be welcome with love and kindness. That's what I'm gonna say. Bloody ops, so. though.
2: It was one of those posts where you put it up and you throw your phone across the room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think if you haven't one and if you haven't won down one of those in a while, then, you know, it's one of those things when you do those, you kind of like start second guessing yourself. And I don't know, I actually want to talk about mental health as well mm-hmm. at the end, because obviously this is the end of the week, a time of everybody listening. And I think there's been a lot of reflections and we actually had a lot of conversations about it this week. But, you know, it can mean so many things. And when you put yourself out there online, Uh, You kind of want to, because again, you raise awareness, you kind of show people, you know, and also you want to celebrate. I think that's the thing. If you feel you have a really strong community online, you want to celebrate with them because your life has changed for the better since uh, Stoma arrived. And I think that's one of the things to celebrate. Before we jump into the news, can you give us a bit more context just in case somebody doesn't follow you yet or is not very familiar with the journey? Because we're talking about her, the beautiful Stoma, but I appreciate that we know we're talking about. And the listener might be like... Girls, what's up?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to sum it up as quickly as possible. I have an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis. I was suffering for 10 years until one day I had to have emergency surgery to remove the majority of my large colon. When you do that, the operation leaves you with an ileostomy, which basically means a small part of your intestine that would usually connect to your but now connects to the front of your stomach and you poo in a bag. Little stoma. Yeah. <laughs>
1: little stoma. <laughs> she got her own jingle. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Bring a little stoma to the masses. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. I think a lot yeah. of people don't really know that. So that, that's, that's the stoma we're talking about. That's her, mm. that's she. And yeah. that's how she really changed your life you know, over the last six months and beyond. So, final mm. celebration of Soma. Booboo. Thank you, Stoma. Thank you, Stoma. Oh, yeah. oh um, yeah. And now, I think in the weirdest twist and change of subject, we're going to go from Stoma all the way down to AI again.
2: <laughs> oh, that I love be-
1: it. I love it. <laughs> I know, it's going to it's gonna be a wild twist, but I really wanted to talk about Google, so I'm going to kind of bring up my piece of news and see what's been coming up, because Google mm-hmm. has been releasing a lot of things, and I've been trying to keep up myself, and I've been struggling, to say the least. So Google shit- is building... <laughs> Google yeah is I, like, I, ah. <laughs> I think that's the thing and what's interesting is that google has been building ai for the masses and that's what they've been trying to do so we'd we'll love to see if their approach to hey for their search is going to take off because i think you know google's audience is really smart and as part of the ai reo they actually added the feature perspective that is going to be at the front and center of the ui in the coming weeks which basically means you're actually going to be able to see more human feedback and SEO optimized results when it comes to Google. This has happened because actually people have been literally flocking from Google to TikTok when it comes to search engine over the past like two years and a half. So much that we had 40% of Gen Z literally going from Google to TikTok. And so Google eventually had to be like, oh, we need to change our user experience. We need to really bring better kind of search when it comes to the way that we do things and being the search engine, they realize that they need to change out the new generations are looking for information. So the whole spiel is that with the new AI introduction of Google Bard, they're going to make search more human. So I don't know if this is going to change anything. I don't know if Google is still be relevant in the la in the next six to eight months. But that's kind of what they're going for. And this is why there's been a lot of change in this week and conversation. The final thing as well on this is that Google has also started to drop AI into its normal suite. So think about Sheets and Docs and all that stuff. So we're already seeing Google starting to there give that 360 approach on how to add AI to their own suite. I'm excited. I am skeptical. I don't know. I'm a lot of things. Uh, but it's interesting to see that eventually Google went, oh, it's been two years since people have been going to TikTok to get their information because they want the information fast and they want it in a way that is more digestible to them. Maybe we should do something about it to still try and retain that power and strength we have. What are your thoughts? I think it's a big conversation because it's going to definitely affect SEO as we know it, I think as well. You know how we get found online, and I think that kind of new AI-driven search is going to change that. And mm-hmm. it can be a bit daunting for marketers to be like, please, not again. <laughs> Don't have us change completely the way that we do things and produce like long-form content. But it could also be interesting, you know, like how we actually then produce content that is more looking at what it should be, which is how people want information instead of what are the keywords that we put in it. So I would love to hear your opinion because there's a lot coming up right now. Oh, that was a sure. very slow more sneeze that happened. I, I was opened. like holding it in because
2: I was like she's talking and this is gonna be really hard
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope Steph doesn't cut it because it was adorable (laughs) so I know she just put it as a big like landscape of you sneezing because it was adorable anyway yeah your thoughts I want to hear them all
2: Mm. so I saw a TikTok recently that and I'll send you the link afterwards so we can drop it in but it was saying how our generation uses TikTok as gospel, just like the older generation used Facebook as gospel. You know, it was like, can't believe like us believing everything on TikTok because it's right there. But before we'd be like, oh, our mums and grandpa or whoever were like, I saw this thing on Facebook. Well, I read it on Facebook. And we're like, well, I saw it on TikTok. And it's Mm. that just kind of like I'm like, yeah, their search engine is everything. It's so good, but because it's so dynamic and it feels it's all user generated reviews, really. Right. It's kind of like from the horse's mouth. So we really think it's gospel. We think, yeah, that must be real. So I can understand why TikTok is leading the way in search engines overcoming Google, because Google feels like the boring uncle of search Compared to TikTok, which is like the young cousin. That analogy
1: is great, by the way. Like the old drunk uncle at the wedding yeah. that you don't want to talk to because you're like, oh, not
2: again, Google. Did you know? <laughs> Did you mean to spell it this way? Actually, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the perfect analogy. Yes, drunk uncle that wants to correct everything you say. Sorry, Google, but that's kind of the vibe. Yeah.
2: So I'm excited to see that they're gonna bring in some new features, but I'm also, I am a Google Drive fanatic. Everything I do is in the drive. And if that could give me some more AI capability, I'm all the way in. I can understand how it's a bit of a pain in the ass for the SEO marketing girlies in
1: the world. And I just thank God that I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, I genuinely believe that it's going to be more about a conversation about how like, we change the way that we kind of you know look at keywords and create content as well. And I genuinely, what's really interesting, we also did a sprint uh, this week, as you're listening, if you're listening this week, we're going to put some snippets uh, next week as well. But And one of the conversations we had was about building a timeless brand. And uh, Sean from Miko, Miko app, he said that it literally uses GPT, for example, so AI, to actually help him with search. Because it can actually have a conversational search, which is what Bing, in which, uh, if anybody knows, Bing is also a search engine, by the way. Uh, if anybody forgot about that, <laughs> roasting Bing. Uh, but yeah. So Bing, uh, Bing AI, the, the big, the big release they did was literally about this. You can actually conversate with the AI to actually have a conversation and get them to help you finding the information that you need. And that's how he is using GPT. So I think the way that we produce the content still has to have some sort of SEO in mind. So it's not like the whole rule book is going to change, but I genuinely feel and will be interesting to see whether if you have a conversation with AI to look for some information, it's not just going to pull it from websites, then you're going to have it from YouTube. Maybe you're going to have it from TikTok. Maybe you're going to have it from Instagram. And so all the efforts that we're making to, I think making clear what our content is about, that's how I would see if you were to talk about the human intent like, you know, whether it's in your caption, whether it's in what you say, maybe we're going to get to that level What even that's going to be like, you know, transcriptions are going to be used as well. You know, make sure that it's clear what is the question that you're answering. What is the thing that you are going to talk about? Because that's what I also like about TikTok. I think a lot of it is not just kind of hidden keywords, put it you know, in and there. It's very clear. This is, you know, what is happening in X, Y, and Z. This is why I love X, Y, and Z product. You know, things like this actually are going to help instead of being incredibly cryptic with your content. And I don't know, I think, tell me what you think. I also think it's a good practice in general when creating content. Sometimes we try to be a bit too cryptic about what is the question we're trying to answer? What is the thing we're trying to talk about? Mm. And I genuinely think search is going that way. Simpler, clearer, so that the information can be pulled and presented to the audience quickly.
2: Yeah. I think it's great. I'm scared about, because I having conversations with ChatGPT to get an answer is fabulous. And this is, I feel like I'm grandma when I'm saying this. But if we're having conversations with the robots, I hope it continues to lead us to the original source. Because the robots are just gathering information from what they've read online. With ChatGPT, you can get loads of information from it and it will tell you how to do these things. And it's amazing, but it's come from somewhere. If they could credit the human that said, oh, I I got this information from, even if it was, you know, you know when you do your dissertation and you have to have your bibliography at the end. It would be great if the AIs could include some of that because sometimes you, it's, I'm just scared where the human interaction going to lead if they don't start crediting their
1: sources. Like we all have to credit our sources, you know? I agree. I think... The, the annoyance of that, and I love, thank you so much for sharing that, is that it comes down to the people behind it. Funnily enough, you know, mm. it's the robots, but it still comes down to the people. What I love from what I've seen from Bing AI when I saw or looked into it is that the search also gives you references for everything that you mentioned. I think also the Microsoft version, which is the Bing version, I guess, but it has that built in it. So it's less about mm. just like, you know, a chat, like whatever GPT is obviously it's built within the search engine or the kind of look for something element of it. And then he has the references. And I agree. I think that's the thing. It's like, give. it's almost like, give me the quick answer. And like, you know, the extract from the blog post, let's say with a specific answer. And then, and then obviously be like, you know, as you say, other reference dissertation style, or um, just this is where you can find out more and kind of lead back to that creator or that person. It's almost like, You know, people, obviously food bloggers, they actually have a great SEO because the intent is to look for the recipe and then you click and you see the recipe. And I think that is almost a bit easier as well. But when you're looking for somebody that writes a whole guide about affiliate, let's say marketing, and all you want to know is a very specific thing. You know, if you give that nugget of information, can we make sure that there's the option to go and look? So I totally agree. Sadly, funnily enough, it comes down to humans again, which is what I'm more scared Mm -hmm. at this point to actually make that change. But I love it. It doesn't sound like a grammar at all. Uh, with analogies of families going on. Um, I genuinely think that's the issue that we're going to encounter. And I really hope that that's something that we can work around. So basically, peeps, just look out and just kind of keep your little ears pricked. Now, funnily enough, guess what I'm going to talk about again? AI. But this time for LinkedIn. So (laughs) there's more. Yeah, I know. today There's more. But wait, Um, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) There is more. Why? Because LinkedIn doubled down on AI with prompts for posts. It is in beta, though. This feature oh my hard. god! Yeah, I had one. Ooh. You really had one. Yeah. So I did. what it will do? Actually, users can actually share their ideas, and then the AI powered assistant will get you started with the first draft. And these starters can actually include, you know, sharing your opinion on a new trend. It can be even things like elaborating on learnings or career advice. So it's really interesting that you got one, but again, not everybody might have seen it yet, but it is going to come up as more and more people for testing the beta. Now I want to know what happened to you since I only saw this, but I haven't had it. And Mm. I was like, interesting. That's how LinkedIn is going to use it. And I think it's the first platform when you think about it, that is using it that way as a native from the social platform.
2: Mm. I got a prompt. I had a why don't you talk about this today? And I can't remember exactly what it said, but it just was like, it gave me like something to talk about in business, speak about how you feel about this. And it was just written in italics underneath the, where you'd usually write a post. And I was like, Interesting. I'm like, hmm, are they? And I my initial thought was like, why do they want to tell me what to say? Are they trying to direct their platform a certain way again? Because it is becoming more casual, um, not all about business. And so I was like, oh, are they trying to go a different way? To be honest, like personally, I've been, I've, I've really struggled to get consistent on LinkedIn and like show up there because. My content style is so messy marketing. And I, even though I, I know LinkedIn, you don't have to, have to wear a suit and tie and be your professional self and have like a headshot with a blurry blue background, yeah. you know, that like graduation one. But I still don't feel comfortable. Like, I just don't, I can't get consistent on there personally. And I know how amazing it could be. So maybe this, this will help. When it when it comes around, maybe it will help me kind of be more myself
1: on there. I don't know. What do you think about it? One thing that actually, when you were talking, really resonated with me is that, like, one of the problems of LinkedIn becoming more popular, even if it's a good thing in some ways, is that then it kind of started dictating what people would expect to see on LinkedIn a bit more. And some of it I like. There is actually getting there, digging around. There is some more, like, personal kind of conversations and things and style. But also there is for example, the kind of like quick tip carousels that is basically, which is fine, taking a Twitter thread and then turning into a carousel pretty much. So part of me is also like, it's kind of that thing of, I don't mind, for example, for me kind of posting what I would feel like inclined to kind of share, which a lot of it tends to be kind of maybe repurposed from some of the other things, especially like on Instagram these days as well, for my personal journey. But then also part of me is like, But then I need to literally forget about performance pretty much be like, because it's not, I know already there's not going to perform the way that some of the other stuff. if I were to do a carousel about 10 tips to how to use chat GPT, I mean, I'm joking, but not really, that probably will work or things like that, you know? And so it's one of those things where I don't want LinkedIn to become as polarizing as Twitter, that you either talk about really hot business topics or things topics um, that can sometimes be really heavy Or again, you kind of constantly go back with the expert, 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 expert in the field. I do like that element of a bit more casual, a bit more kind of chilled and and human. And I see it sometimes, but yeah, as you said, I don't see it enough for me to feel 100% comfortable just sharing that side of things as per yet. I don't know, it's almost like I, I agree with you. I almost kind of lost a bit my place on LinkedIn. I thought I found it and then I lost it and I don't know if I found it again, So yeah, it's a complicated relationship for me too. And I don't know. Maybe that's what this AI element is trying to do. But also part of me, I think, is trying to get people to feel more confident about posting on LinkedIn. It's not people like us that maybe would even know what to say. I don't know if it's worth saying it in that. I think there's a lot of professionals that still don't really know how to position themselves. And that might be that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or it could be what you said. They're just trying to steer the place into a specific direction for them as LinkedIn. It's Mm -hmm. going to be interesting. It could even be that this feature doesn't really go anywhere, you know? Maybe it disappears. I genuinely don't know what to expect, to be honest, but we'll see. So uh, one one more question for you then before I get into one of my favorite platforms, which is literally to me the underdog. Anyway, uh, try and guess. Uh, But my question for you is what do you think should happen or would need to happen for you to feel more kind of like not comfortable, but you know what I mean, like more prompted to actually do share as yourself on LinkedIn, it can be about you, it can be about the audience, it can be about the platform, I don't know.
2: I I have, I spent £300 on a power hour with a LinkedIn expert, I spent £125 for a LinkedIn for humans course that I bought, like, I have, keep investing in, because I know, I understand that it's a, what people tell me, It promises to be a low energy impact place where you don't have to put in as much effort. You don't have to post as much and you can still get so much out of it. This is what I've been sold. So I keep buying into it. Yes, that sounds great. Sign me up. But personally, I don't enjoy the content style. And I know that you have, there's many different options. You can do videos, you could do text posts, you could do this, you could that. But I just, there's something about LinkedIn that just doesn't, it's not, my cup of tea and I know my audience is there but I need to listen to what I preach and I'm like my audience is everywhere everyone's audience is everywhere just use a platform that you find fun and at the moment for me I really love and I've got clients from LinkedIn like I'm not knocking it it does work but I just love I'm more of an Instagram TikTok girly and now podcast girly so I'm going to lean into what I love. And if LinkedIn, if suddenly something changes, I just, I think maybe it's the people that I follow. Like, oh my God, Stephen. Everyone follows Stephen. Uh, he just pisses me off. Like every time I I don't know why.
1: Like he's great. <laughs> today, today, Jess woke up and chose violence, by the way, everybody. <laughs> today, I'm Jess really, woke up and chose
2: violence. I'm a sassy pants today. But he really does, everyone like, Loves him on LinkedIn, and like I feel like he sets the tone for the entire mm. platform. And every guru I see is kind of trying to emulate what he's doing in their own kind of mm. way. And I'm like, if I see one more white square post with two lines of black text saying something profound, I think I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna eat my own shoe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gonna be like. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> You know what? You know you should follow Lol. Well, maybe you already follow him, but I absolutely love him. Shout out to him, Alfred Samba. Cool. La 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 Samba. <laughs> so my headset. <laughs> uh, which means you don't know him then, <laughs> probably. No idea. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll obviously you will be able to see it, and I'm gonna make sure that we'll put in the show notes if my brain allows me. Uh, but he's, he's a lovely guy. Oh, from what I see, obviously. Um, and he has got a great approach, and it kind of shares some of the stuff is still obviously in that profoundish element, but. It's just a bit fresh, is unique. Some of it is fun. Some of it is cool campaigns. That's kind of the content that I like to consume. That's the wholesome kind of person. It, it sometimes is literally one line be like, this is actually great. And then there's the thing. And mm. I'm like, yes, you know, and yeah. I personally am the kind of person that enjoys sometimes just go in and not having to read some very beautifully amazing seven paragraph kind of, you know, deep essays. Sometimes somebody to be like, I really like this this is a great meme slash thing slash whatever. I'm like, yeah, this is relatable. This is interesting. This relates to me. I love it. But I think we're very similar in the way that even if I'm a written word person for obvious reasons,
0: like she was a book,
1: um, I'm very visual as well. And, you know, I like to be on these platforms also to kind of find something that really jumps out at me without having to spend too much time on it. So I hear you and I'm just giving you a better option for somebody to follow. But actually there's something that, you know, you made me think about which I'm going to get to at the end when it comes to mental health. Um, so we're going to kind of put a pin on that. I'll finish with one more piece of news first. Put in the pin. Let's see where we get to that, like you know, sassy pants, but I love it. Keep it up. The last thing I wanted to share, actually, before we kind of jump into some mental health combo, was one thing about my favorite and the underdog of social media, which is Pinterest. There's a tiny little bit of juicy news that I wanted to share because everybody forgets about Pinterest. And what everybody's adding, Pinterest is actually the only platform that is simplifying. What they are do, they're actually combining pins and idea pins into one creation flow. So they're gonna have videos and static all together, they're also going to make sure that the editing features become more like overlaid with text and pretty much allowing everything to be under one experience, both from the creation and also the consumption, which is interesting because with everybody obviously still having different formats, breaking it down, different options, Pinterest just decided that they're just going to do one thing almost and do it well, in my opinion at least, I think it's still a bit understated as a platform, so I just wanted to put it in there just to remind everybody exists because we don't talk about it a lot. Because in a world where everybody creates new features and has a lot of pieces of news, Pinterest does its thing and it still drives lots of traffic. There's still quite a lot of growth in there. And I just feel that it is less hyped up because a lot of it is literally about providing inspiration, something cool that people click through when they're interested in learning more. And that's literally its whole intent. That's how it works. And that's the simplicity of it. So actually seeing Pinterest bringing it back can be actually everything is going to be in one place with both formats. Because people still like pins, which is where Pinterest was like, no, we're going to do this reels or story version of ourselves and try and push that. But Some people were like, keep, I want to keep using the pins as they are. I love the pictures. They're still great. And so, yeah, I think it's just a reminder more than anything that, you know, sometimes the best thing you can do is simplify and don't knock off some of these platforms that actually are a bit simpler and are a bit easier to use because I think they have a lot of power within that which doesn't mean you shouldn't go to Lemonade or Blue Sky, but maybe, just maybe, look at what you got before you jump onto something else. Anyway, that's that's my opinion, and I'm a big fan of Pinterest. I don't know if you use it also just for personal stuff or you literally don't use it at all, but I just feel it doesn't get as much love as it deserves because actually it's got some great potential for some types of business owners and marketers and freelancers as well.
2: 100%. I recommend it to all my product-based business girlies. Service-based, unless they have, unless I've got like a rocking freebie or a blog or something, I don't necessarily add Pinterest into the wheelhouse straight away because I just feel like it's another thing to add to the list. But for my product-based girlies who have an incentive to buy something quickly and it's available, 100% recommend. I think it's great, again, for that search, inspiration and the call to action to drive them to the next, to the original web page for me I, I i used it on monday i made a i made a, a vision board i've got a photo shoot so
1: i just sent that to my yeah i think it's great i think it's great i love what you talked about that as well because it reminds you that the other thing is that is really clear there are some specific times where you might actually go to Pinterest for specific reasons. Like, how can I keep my child engaged for the next five hours? I need lots of ideas. Or how can I plan my wedding like I did? Or how can I plan my photo shoot like you're doing? Mm-hmm. So I think when you think about it that way, as you say, thinking about who you are and what your business is, you actually might find that it's a very natural progression. And I love that you mentioned that too. So again, everybody, watch out. Pinterest is keeping doing this thing. It's actually simplifying a bit which means even how you do things on Pinterest might be even more straightforward. So maybe brush it off, get back to it. My final thing, I have a couple of little snippets that we're going to add before the end with some mental health kind of nuggets from uh, mental health lives that we did on Instagram this week. Jess, it was, by the way, completely random. I This is me <laughs> showing how my brain works sometimes. I was like, I should do just like some lives. I'm just going to ask people on a Friday the week before mental health awareness, if they're around next week, because I'm a dum-dum. And I was like, hi, (laughs) you don't know me, but I like you, have you got time next week? And I was like, this is the worst thing. No planning, no campaigning. I was like, I just want to do it because it means a lot to the school and it makes sense. So we had these conversations and uh, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because yes, I want to have a couple of snippets that we're going to hear from Debbie and Monica. First Debbie and then Monica that we had a chat with this week, but also because of two things. One, what you just mentioned